0: Hello again, witches, seekers, and friends, and welcome to the Fat Feminist Witch Podcast, the show where we do a little ranting, raving, and wand waving. I'm your host, Paige, and together we're going to explore magic and spirituality, social justice, the psychic realm, and most importantly, the new year. Hey, friends, and thank you so much for joining me today for my last episode of 2019. Today I'm looking back on some of the topics we covered throughout the year, and which ones really stuck with me, and some new things that I've tried, and some books that I read. But I'm also looking forward. I love the new year, and I love the, like, fresh and exciting energy of this half of the Capricorn season, which of course is not my half, but whatever. (laughs) By the way, it was just my birthday on, what was it, Wednesday? December the 25th on Christmas Day, and I am now 33 years old happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to all of our, um, you know, our upcoming January Capricorns and Aquarius. Happy birthday to all of you guys too. So I, I really love the new year. It's my, it's one of my favorite times of year. It doesn't really matter if I'm partying or if I'm working or if I'm just like sitting alone with my tarot cards. Um, I always feel really, really great when the new year starts. So I'm going to give you guys a a sneak peek at some of the super fun stuff that I have planned for 2020 here at Fat Feminist Witch Headquarters. Um, (laughs) I've also got tarot scopes for the month of January, and I've got a review for two very different witchy planners that you can use to keep track of your, you know, your magical schedule, your astrological transits, all of that kind of stuff so that you can make the most of the available magical energy throughout the year. First, I just want to thank you all for following and listening to the show. Uh, Some of you donated money or joined the Witch and Bitch through Patreon. Thank you so much. And otherwise, in any way that you supported the show, thank you so much. It it means so much to me personally, of course. Um, But I've also had one of the most successful and exciting years of my entire life. I have never been good at holding down a job that, that... in general, but one that never meant anything to me. This is the longest I've had any job and it is, you know, it's my dream. It's fully created by me. That is something I always hoped for, but didn't entirely expect. So thank you guys. I, I couldn't have done that without you, of course. And, you know, though I'm still hovering around the broke ass range, um, <laughs> And it's it's really my fault. It's because I spend a lot of my like personal money on the business after the, my business expenses are done. I'm just silly. I I'm, I spoil my baby, the fat from the switch a lot. So though I'm still hovering around broke ass. Um, my fan- financial situation is much more stable than it has been in years. And that has done wonders for my anxiety and some of my depression. And it's helped me deal with some of the core issues that were causing those problems in the first place. Not all of them. <laughs> Uh, but it helped me a lot. Um, as you guys noticed, I had my first advertisers on the, the show this year. And that has been a really great experience. I was always nervous about advertising because I didn't want to. I'm not here to sell you something you don't need, right? That that is not the purpose of the podcast or my work or anything. Um, the purpose is not to sell anything. I just happen to also sell things like space on the show so that I can support the work. But what's nice is that the show is doing well enough this year that I can be selective for the ads that I run. I can be selective with um, who I'm advertising for and what kind of services they're, they're sharing with you, you know? So that has been um, a really, really good experience. When I was getting my notes together for today's episode, I was, you know, looking through the list of all the episodes that came out this year on Spotify. And the first episode was episode number 39, The Psychology of Astrology. So fun. Uh, (laughs) Which came out on January 24th, according to Spotify. And today's episode is number 62. Which means I put out 23 episodes just this year, which is more than double the number of episodes that I put out in any other individual year. Um, I think the most I put out before was 11. And that might've been like last year, 2018. So (laughs) this was a much busier year here on the podcast. And that doesn't even count, you know, that at times I was invited onto other really great podcasts and to write things for people's blogs. So, so fun. And that sounds like a humble brag, and I guess it kind of is, I mean, whatever. (laughs) I'm very I'm very proud of my work this year. Um but the real the real point I'm trying to like illustrate here um is that you know all of my episodes are very very personal. Some are more personal than others obviously. But when I do an episode it's not just because I read something in a book and I'm now just, you know, word vomiting it here. I I do research and I I really do all of the things I talk about. Um, And we're going to get into that a little bit more. But the things I talk about in the episodes are the things that I'm studying and learning and using in my personal practice and in in my personal life, right? I talk a lot about um, emotions and mental health and dealing with personal issues through the use of magic in conjunction with all of the other stuff that you need, you know, therapy, Western medicine, proper nutrition, whatever, So the fact that I put out twice as many episodes means that I have found twice as many topics that inspired me. I found twice as many revelations and lessons and, you know, I had twice as many really wild moments that completely changed the way that I think in general. And I've had twice as many opportunities to share all of that stuff with you guys. And that's what's really, really neat about this year. I mean, I knew I had been busy. (laughs) I have not been sleeping enough. Um, I knew I'd been busy, but um, I had never really looked at the numbers like that. And to see that I really was um, studying like twice as much witchcraft as I normally do is so, so cool. And it it makes sense why I I feel so much better now than I, I did going into this year. Although I was, I've been doing pretty good all year. I got very, very fortunate this year. Some people really struggled through 2019, and I really feel for you guys. Um, I'm fortunate that this has been a really, really great, exciting, and somehow also stable year. Maybe it's because I'm a Capricorn. Stability is exciting, right? Because I'm really boring. Um, the funny thing is, there was a trade there. So naturally, I did twice as many episodes, but I read literally half as many books as I usually do like I, I looked at, it, I'm like, oh my god, that's like a really stark contrast. So, balance and time management are going to be a big thing for me in the new year, which is why we are going to talk about some planners today. Because if I don't do that, I will spontaneously burst into flame. I need to keep better track of my, my time. So another topic that came up more than once this year is money and work and business. I talked about different ways to look at success and prosperity and abundance, about recognizing your worth and the value of your work. And that obviously worked out very well for me. My own thoughts about money and my relationship with money and finances changed a lot after we put out some of those episodes like, you know, which you better work and fuck witches get money. And (laughs) I had so much fun. Um you know, workplace witchcraft. And all of those things are, those are all spells and rituals that I incorporated into my life. And I've had the most successful year ever. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Maybe it is, but I think all magic pretty much is a coincidence. Coincidence is just magic. (laughs) The word that we think is not magical. So at the end of this year, um, the podcast makes enough money to support itself. And like I said, support me some of the way because I (laughs) pour a lot. You know, a lot of the books, I I do get a lot of books from publishers or from authors. And that's really fantastic. And I'm going to thank them at the end of the episode. Um, But I also buy a lot of books, I buy books, and I buy decks, and I buy things and stuff from a lot of these different witches and authors and witchy companies that I converse with here on the show so that, you know, paying it forward. You supported me by contributing to my work. I'm going to support you in this way. This is how business works. So with the podcast doing better, that doesn't just help me and help the podcast, but that helps other witches and witchy companies and entrepreneurs and artists as well. So that is something to feel good about. Now you guys have probably noticed this, but (laughs) the topic that made the most difference in my practice and kind of just really took over my life this year was astrology. I decided around like last December or January that I wanted to learn more about astrology. Cool. I started that in January um, and February in The Witch and Bitch. We picked out a book. I read, um, the Little Book of Saturn and had Lisa Einhorn on the show. And I read Sextrology by Starsky and Cox. And I have not looked back since I have not been able to stop reading about astrology and reading about what my chart says about me and reading about um, astrological event- events and how they coincide with like social events. And it's just there's so much. And the book that that really Made me convinced me that astrology was something really, really worth looking into for me was sex astrology, hilariously enough. Uh, I talked about that one on Valentine's Day, by the way. And the reason that one was so wild is how much those astrologers could tell me about me just based on my sun sign and the theme of sex and relationships was just outrageous. And I was like, if I can learn, this much about myself, only looking at this tiny sliver, you know, this tiny sexy sliver of the entire pie that is astrology. Imagine what else there is to find out if I dig deeper. So, astrology took over, you know, (laughs) even episodes throughout the year that were not specifically about astrology featured more astrological information about, you know, plants and herbs or correspondences, uh, how to work astrology into your work life, into success, into spells, into whatever. It just really found its way into everything that I do. And I've noticed that in the last few uh, podcast episodes, I don't know if I've done a podcast episode this year where the topic of astrology just never came up at all. I don't think so. If I, if you know of one, <laughs> there might be one out of the entire, you know, like 23 or what have you. Um, And Elisa Einhorn, who wrote the, the little book of Saturn, that was the first interview I did this year. And after that interview with her, I just, I just felt like, oh my god, this is not the end. Astrology is like, for me, it's a, it's for me. Astrology is totally my thing. Um, And she said something about that astrology itself pops up in my chart, you know, and that if I was interested in studying ast- astrology, there was lots of indications in my chart that that could be really successful for me or that would really help me out. So I am hoping to continue my my astrology um, education, and I'm I'm actually going to be looking into some formal training, and I'd love to work it into my profession in the future because I just I really love it so much. So that that has really given me a whole new branch of magic to really explore. And I love space. I've I've always loved space and the stars and the moon. And having the astrology there just kind of binds it all together. So that's really affected my practice and my life in a very good way. I'm actually a little bit bummed. I have tarot scopes for you guys later. And I had ordered the Arcana of Astrology Oracle deck by Black and the Moon. And I was hoping it would be here in time to use it. But Christmas shipping times are incredibly unpredictable. So coming soon. <laughs> Hopefully I will have, um, some great previews, pictures, and even a review coming out on that one soon. And they have another deck that is, um, astrological based. And I'm going to have to check that one out too. Cause like I said, I'm obsessed. Try not to buy to myself too many things just yet. <laughs> Let's get the year started first. Uh, so because I'm a rid- ridiculous Capricorn nerd, um, I like to set goals for myself. I like to set goals for just everything. And even within my practice, I, I like to set a goal. And this year it was to cast more spells and to be more comfortable in general with the concept of casting spells, uh, so when you get started with witchcraft, I mean, magic spells, cast a magic spell, this is the most interesting thing. And you just can't wait to have this stuff to cast spells and you read spells and you make spells and it's, it's everything. But for some reason, my interest over the last few years in that process has really, really waned. And I think some of it is because I just felt like I had done it all or felt like it wasn't helping. I don't know. Um, but I really wanted to focus more on actually uh, creating and using magical energy, not just talking about it, not just meditating on it, you know, put it out there and use it in my, my everyday life. So I put out episode 44, casting, and we talked about visualization, which is a big part of spellcasting in number seven. And since, or number 47, sorry. And since then, I've tried to share a spell or a ritual that you guys could use in your practice in a lot of different episodes. So in our Money and Workplace episodes, I shared spells. We talked about dream magic and rituals that I've done there. Um, I shared blessing and consecration rituals, attraction spells, and strengthening your psychic senses. It's become something that I think more about in general. I have written more spells this year, and meditations and rituals than than I ever have before. And I found myself actually recording them, writing them down, trying them out, experimenting, seeing what I like, making notes, you know, I I really focused more on that. I even find myself kind of like thinking in terms of spells and methods and ingredients, you know, when I'm when I'm just doing things in my regular life. So how could I take this moment and make magic with it? What what kind of magical spell could I make out of this? particular experience. How can I use magic to help me finish a project or deal with an issue, Uh, just all the time. The most successful spell that I tried for the first time this year was a honey jar. Now, a honey jar is usually used for love, you know, it's very sweet, it sweetens somebody to you, attracts them to your sticky sweetness. And I love those vibes. I'm all about it. I have used honey in my incenses and spells and mojo bags and on candles before. But the honey jar really does use an, an entire jar of honey. But the honey jar can be used to attract all sorts of things. It can be it can attract anything, right? That's that's what it is. It's drawing things to you. So in my case, I was being considered for a project for which there were other applicants, other people being considered, but I wanted it. And I mean, I wanted it. This was it. That was mine. And I was going to get it. I, of course, put a lot of work into the work that I submitted to be uh, considered in the first place. But I really wanted to give myself an extra push. So I made this honey jar um, so that I would be given the project over the other applicants. And that was something specific that I included Because I almost never really do that. You know, that's, that's the kind of thing that I normally would be like, oh, I really don't want to fuck other people over, right? Like, what if this job will change their life, blah, blah, blah. And I'll just start thinking about that. But after thinking about throughout the year about what my work and I are worth, I felt much more confident that I was the best for the project and that I, I don't know, I I did really good work. I deserve to get the job if that's what I want. And if they like me, I deserve to get the job over the other applicants. Whatever. So I followed instructions that I found on luckymojo.com. I'll link to it in the description. Um, They were simple and also incredibly detailed. That's why I, I use them. Um, So like I said, I'll link that in the description. I highly recommend her method there. Uh, And I used some of my own favorite money magic tools. Like I use whole nutmeg and I use some of the green money rice that I've made and some leaves from a cannabis plant that I grew actually along with a petition paper. So I sealed it all up, I lit the candle and before that candle was even burnt out, I'd gotten the call that the project was mine. (laughs) I have never had a spell work so fast and so hard maybe it was the honey, maybe it was the petition paper that took like four tries to actually get right. Maybe it was the weed leaves or just my confidence, but whatever it was, it worked. And that spell and the project that I, I, I did because of it have totally changed my life. So I have been dropping hints about this, you know, special project at a couple of episodes. And the reason I'm not, you know, going all out is it's just lame. You know, it's you know, marketing and I just have to wait a little bit. But I'm going to cave and I'm going to tell you just a just a little bit about what it is that I've been working on. I wrote a book, <laughs> like a literal, like a book, a whole book. It's a real book. I'm <laughs> I still have trouble saying it out loud without like giggling because it's just, I've always wanted this. So I'm really, really excited. I wrote a book and I'll be announcing the title and sharing the cover, which, oh my God, I just got and it, it came out absolutely beautiful. Um, but I'll be sharing that all really soon. But by the end of February, you will all be looking at buying my first book ever, <laughs> and I am super excited super excited, I'm very, very excited um oh my goodness, it was if anyone's wondering why hasn't she been getting back to messages or why hasn't it taken page so long to get back to emails? It's because I was writing a book. Ah, how exciting is that i'm i'm just I'm just totally geeked about it, <laughs> so geeked, so I am going to share. A few hints about the book that will hopefully get you guys kind of pumped up. Pretty excited. So, uh, first hint is that it involves many, many sketchy herbs and magic rocks. Like a lot of them. There's going to be a whole ton of them in this book. I'm super pumped. Um, And it's full of spells and rituals and meditations. I wrote multiple spells and rituals and meditations and recipes for every chapter in the book. I'm so, so excited about how many... Like magical exercises and crafts and spells, you guys can do with this book. So, I talk about reading auras, honing your psychic gifts. I share spells for abundance, for confidence, for love, beauty, money. Uh, I have recipes for oils and baths. And the biggest thing about the book, the thing that kind of brings it all together, is it's all about working in concert with the planet and with nature. So, I talk a lot about my relationship with nature and how you can form your own relationship with the natural world that's around you. As a lot of you guys know, I'm a city girl at heart, (laughs) but I'm also a a fairly outdoorsy nature lover. And those things don't need to be mutually exclusive, and that's something that comes up a lot throughout the book. I also really tried to write a book that beginners can absolutely jump into right away, but that is different and will present some new ideas to, you know, the other wazened old crones like myself. I'm really proud of the book and can't wait to share more about it with you guys oh, and of giving away live copies and doing demonstrations on like fa- on like social media live and just having a lot of fun with it. I had I had a lot of fun writing the book and I'm, I tried to balance serious witchcraft with fun witchcraft all the way throughout it. So pretty excited. Writing in general is something that's become a much larger part of my life this year I've filled in whole new notebooks, you know, I I don't have any blank pages. It's not like half a notebook filled in. I've written my feelings and my thoughts and crazy dreams and psychic dreams, and just let myself let things out. I let myself express myself more in this way. And it allowed me to express myself more authentically, you know, it's, it's much more private. And it allows me to really look at what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling without any sort of judgment from other people. And That really started with reading Light Magic for Dark Times by Lisa Marie Basile. Now, this book actually came out in 2018. I can't believe it's been that long, but I read it at the end of 2018, right? But when I asked the members of the Witch and Bitch, um, which book made the most significant impact on their magic and their life this year, Light Magic for Dark Times was the first one to come up. It came up the most. And it was funny because that's the one I had been thinking of. The chapter on writing magic, I think it's chapter seven, is one I've returned to many times over this year. It's helped me push through a lot of barriers I had to writing. It helped me get really excited. It helped me figure out my own writing style. I I got a lot more in touch with my voice through writing and journaling. I'm still a procrastinator, but I mean, one little book can only do so much. Um, Luckily, Lisa is releasing The Magical Writing Grimoire next year. So my journaling journey continues and maybe that will help me with my procrastination. I doubt it. (laughs) I don't even know. I wish I knew what astrological indicator of procrastination was so I could find some sort of excuse, but I think it's just me. So you can expect more episodes on writing and journaling, um, the magic of words and language, and even journaling specifically with tarot and astrology, which is something I've been doing a lot this year. Um, You can expect all of that in 2020, a little bit more. And I'm hoping that Lisa will have the time to come on the show and talk to us a a little bit. And she's going to hear this and she's going to be like, duh, of course I'll do that. But (laughs) ah, she gets me. Um, So I'm really, really excited to expand on the whole writing thing next year. Uh, When I was young, I always wanted to write a book, you know, even before I could write enough words to write a whole paragraph, I I always dreamt of writing a book. Um, But journaling and and writing regularly was, it became super difficult for me. And this year, I found ways to really enjoy that more to, I I found the value in that a lot more. And I'm super grateful for that. Obviously, I wrote a whole book. So can't stop saying it. I'm sorry. I'm still really trying to get used to it, and the, the more I say it, the less weird I get every time. Over the last three years, I've shared a lot about my ongoing journey to better mental health, and I get messages all the time from listeners who are also struggling and looking for someone to talk to. Unfortunately, it can be very difficult to find therapy that is fully accessible, financially or otherwise. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp is an online service that can connect you with real licensed counselors who can be available on your schedule and right where you are. With four different ways to communicate and a wide range of specialties, there's a good chance you can find someone perfect for you all without leaving home. Everything is confidential, and if you ever feel like your counselor isn't the right fit for you, you can switch right away. Not only is the service really affordable compared to in-person therapy, They also offer financial aid for those who need it. It's okay to need help. You deserve to get better. And you can start that journey at betterhelp.com slash fatfeministwitch and save 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash fatfeministwitch. So speaking of the upcoming year 2020, which is wild, so sci-fi, right? Let's make some plans. So like I said, I love planners. I love planners. I love calendars. And it is a Capricorn sickness. (sighs) We're obsessed with time a little bit. So... I love planners and clocks. I have clocks all over the house. I have multiple day planners. I have calendars in every room. And I even log my hours working on my computer and then like check my time card at the end of the week. Like it matters. Like <laughs> it's not like I pay myself hourly or anything like that. I just like goals. So <laughs> so I did a bunch of hunting around for planners for 2020. I like to find magical planners or completely blank planners that I can do anything with. But I really like to find ones with um, some kind of magical element to them. And I found two that I am really, really excited about. And they're both very different. So I'll no doubt be using them both together throughout the year. So the first is the Pop Witch Planner. Now, this is a handmade planner made by an artist and witch, Pam, the Pop Witch. Um, So it's got a very, like, colorful, fun, sparkly, and artistic vibe to it that I really, really enjoy. It's got every... So it's got all of the information at the beginning... It's got the dates for the Pagan Wheel of the Year. So holidays like the solstices and the equinoxes. It's got the list of full moons and new moons for every month of the year. And which planets are going retrograde. And not just Mercury. She has Uranus, Neptune, uh, Pluto, Saturn, Venus, Jupiter. So she really does cover her bases here. And then those dates are also spread throughout the actual planner on the correct dates. I love that. Uh, At the beginning of every single month, we have a little ritual that you can do that kind of matches the the season. And for January, we have have a cup of tea with your kitty cat. And I'm obviously really down with that. Every month has sections that where you can write down spells and rituals or just make notes. And then she has these new moon, like a whole ritual here for every single new moon. Um, And it's not just like a basic layout, but each moon has a different energy. Depending on the energy of this moon, its power might be more aligned with some intentions than others. This new moon is in Aquarius. Strengths of Aquarius are independent thinking, self-expression, creativity, problem-solving, and objectivity. That's really, really great. So you have this really interesting and really... um. It's a really good ritual for for looking within, which is what we do on the new moon, right? It's, it's a lot less flamboyant and fun than our full moon. It's more of a a quiet, solitary situation. So you've got this really, really great um, new moon ritual for every single month of the year. Every page has space to write for each day of the week, which I really like. And at the top of um, like at the top of every week, right before every single Monday, you have a nice just big goal section that says manifest that shit. So you can write down your goals for the week and what it is you're getting up to. I really, really like this planner. I love I love art. I love handmade art. And so I love the look of this planner. I love the sparkles. I love the moons. And I love the colors all the way through it. I love the rituals that are built right into the book. I think that's fantastic. Now, this planner is sold out already for this year. But if you're considering a planner for next year, I definitely recommend it. She does make them every year. So check that out. This is going to be my kind of my everyday type planner. This is the one I'm going to use to write down things I got to do that day. And some of my, you know, I like to read my horoscope and make little notes on the days of that calendar and all of that kind of stuff. Any sort of uh, magical events that are happening, or if I pull a tarot card in the morning, I like to write it down on the planner so I kind of remember what the energy is for the rest of the day. And so the Pop Witch Planner is going to be my my main one for the year. So thank you so much to Pam for sending me one. Um, I highly recommend checking out her other offerings, her other artwork, and I will be putting a link to the in the description so that you can check out her store and find her on Instagram. That planner on my crystal ball scale is a five out of five. It nailed everything that I needed, and it is something I'm definitely going to be using throughout the year. The second planner I found this year that I found really interesting was the Personalized Astrological Almanac by the Honeycomb Collective. Now, this is personalized specifically for you. So you put in your birth data, you know, the place, the date, the time. And they send you a day planner that has been perfectly designed with your natal chart. So it's got your natal chart in there. It's got all the signs and symbols that you need to follow along. And basically what this does is provide you with all of the astrological transits that happen, you know, every day of the year. So you have mundane transits that, you know, when you read your horoscope, there'll be a section that is general, general information, general astro information for right now. And then they break it down specifically by sign. Those mundane transit are the general transits that we all kind of feel. And then there are specific transits with your chart. And this planner, so on every single day, you have transits that are personal to you and affect your, and work in conjunction with your chart. So every day you have transits that are personal to you and your chart. And also these kind of general transits that everyone's going through. Now, this is not a planner that's made for beginners. And that's because this is a technical type book. This is for people who are learning astrology or even professional astrologers who can look at these symbols and know it right away. Now, I can't. I'm still learning about transits. I'm, you know, I'm still a beginner, but I have enough that I can read these as long as I've got some backup notes and information, right? So the space for every single day, there's not enough for me to write any sort of notes or to-do lists or anything after I write down my, inter- my interpretation of the astrological um, transit information there. But someone who doesn't need to make those notes will find themselves with a little bit of space to make notes and things like that. It also tells you when the full moons, new moons, eclipses and planetary retrogrades and direct stations will be happening throughout the entire year or 6 months. I got the 6 month planner. I wasn't sure how much I would like it and I wasn't sure how much of it I would be able to understand because I am a pseudo beginner. Like I like I've been talking about I have 1 year of learning about astrology. But with just that, and with my overwhelming desire to learn and research absolutely fucking everything, um, (laughs) I found information so that I can interpret these transits. Uh, you know, every morning when I'm having my coffee, I look at the transits and I try to work them out and work out what they mean. And then I check it on the internet to make sure that I'm right. And I try to pay attention to how, um, you know, if I noticed that throughout the day, if I felt anything, if I, you know, saw that transit appear anywhere. So like I said, this planner is, it has much smaller writing space. It does not have quite as many pages for notes. It doesn't include any rituals, and it doesn't include any of the information about what those transits mean. So So let's look at a date on the calendar here so I can kind of explain what I'm talking about. So January, Wednesday, January 1st, Um, and I'll just pick one that is specific to me. It's transiting something in my chart and one that is something anyone might be able to notice. So we have Venus in Aquarius, and then we have a tiny triangle symbol, which means trine. And then we have my moon in Libra. In the general spot, we also have the Moon in Pisces, Trine, Mars in Scorpio. Now, these are just in symbols. It doesn't even say the word, you know, you would have to flip forward if you don't know what the symbol means. So all you see is this this tiny little bit of information. And from there, if you understand the transits and what they mean and what the planets mean and what they all mean in connection to each other, you can figure out things like, um, I wrote down here in my little notes, uh, possibly a night out, interactions with other people, creativity, financial opportunities involving the home. And then there was also some Neptunian shit going on. So I have daydreams, escape, misunderstandings, and possible issues of paranoia. So we'll see how that works out. But if you don't know what these symbols mean, if you don't understand um, how each planet fits into the birth chart, you might not find this Very helpful for you. So I like it. I like it a lot. And I I don't mean to (laughs) cast dispersions. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous planner. They use color to organize it in a way that's actually pretty quick to read. If you understand some of the symbols, they include your entire birth chart and give you a little information like, you know, which elements and modalities do you find more of in your chart. And you can kind of see patterns that way. It also tells you when all of the planets will be retrograde or station direct when the moon is moving. And it has an entire ephemeris for the next like year or two. Um, that's specifically made for my location so that I can use that, you know, in the future when I do a little bit more astrology learning. So I love this planner. I gave it a four out of five just because, um, because it's personalized, it's higher price. So <laughs> and of course it is. Um, I was willing to pay for it. Of course, I was excited. Like I said, I got the six month version because I wasn't sure how much of it I would be able to read. And that was $22 US in Canadian. It's a little bit more plus the shipping. So it can be a very expensive planner. But the personalization you get with it is very, very cool. And it's a very cool like daily kind of homework exercise assignment that I (laughs) give myself. So really, it's up to you to figure out what you need from a planner. Now I have one more, but it's completely blank, completely blank. It's got no dates or anything. It's just it's got tons of space for filling in notes. It's got calendar. It's a nice big hardcover planner with a ribbon and everything to mark your page. And that one was sent to me by Running Press. It was a gift. So it's the Practical Magic 18 month uh, undated planner and I will definitely put a link in the description to more information about that and it's illustrated by an artist named Katie Vernon and it has these beautiful uh, mystical and very natural inspired watercolor um, images and, and artwork all through it so if you are looking for something completely blank I also very much recommend that but Like I said, my main planner for the year is going to be my Pop Witch Planner, and I'm going to get a lot of my astrological info from my own personalized astral almanac. It has my name on it, it has all my main symbols right on the front. Very, very cool. I just, I I couldn't resist. So like I said, um, about the, the personalized one, that is a technical version, and that's the version that's available now. But on their website, it does say that say that they are working on different versions for people at varying levels of astrological knowledge. So hold out for that one. You might have one coming in the future that will be a little bit better for wherever you're at in your, you know, your astrological education. Something else something else I like to put in my journal, and I mentioned it earlier, is I like to do you know, daily or weekly or monthly, whatever tarot pulls. And that's something I've mentioned a few times now. And I like to do them every month. So last month, I started by doing this new feature on the show here called uh, tarot scopes. So I pull a tarot card and an oracle card for each sign in the zodiac. And I also look at some of these transits that are happening to kind of make sure it lines up with the astrology to the best of my, you know, slightly limited ability. But I got a lot of really good feedback. You guys seem to really like the tarot scopes and I have a lot of fun doing it. So I've done it again this month and I plan to keep it up. this is something that you could be writing in your planner, you know, up there at manifest that shit, you could be writing down these wonderful monthly tarot scopes for your sun sign. So I'm going <laughs> to just to lead into the topic there. So I'm going to go through the tarot scopes for January 2020 in a second. But one thing, I, this is one thing I wanted to share. So I've been doing these readings, they're 2020 forecast readings. And for I mean, four or five different people in a row, I got the Nine of Swords as the card for January. So that tells me that January is going to be a kind of frustrating and anxiety inducing month for a lot of us. And then of course, because other people are also anxious around us, it makes us even worse. So that is something kind of general that I've noticed. But February seems to have a much more chill vibe. So I guess we'll see how that goes. I used different decks this time. I've got the Housewives Tarot and also this really interesting oracle called the Deck of Character. Now, I put a link to it um, on my blog on thefatfeministwitch.com so that you can check out the Deck of Character. But this is something I'm going to be reviewing in the future. It's a really interesting Weird and wonderful oracle deck that I'm really starting to get the hang of. So, what we have is a tarot card from the Housewives Tarot, and then a very interesting little deck of character card that has a single word and image that actually provides a lot of context for the tarot. It's wild how well they they add up. So, Aries. Your card for the month, your tarot card for the month is the four of wands. And the four of wands is celebration. It's a super happy card. This is a card where you are, you know, celebrating yourself, you're getting recognition for your hard work, maybe you might even get something like an award, or, um, you know, even a promotion, something like that at work. And you're having the time to actually enjoy having some financial or professional stability right now. So, This month might actually be a little more chill for you than that Nine of Swords suggests. So you should really, really take advantage of that this month. That is really important because it probably will not last. You have a little bit. This Four of Swords always tells you that there is a challenge or obstacle coming up around the corner. So you should take advantage of this kind of chill time now while you have it. And your deck of character card is the Hot Springs. And this is really reiterating that thing, that message where you need to chill out, relax, have a bath, let the energy of the new year refresh your mind, body, and spirit. Especially if you come up against something difficult this month, I want you to think back to this Hot Springs. You know, imagine yourself actually relaxing in a Hot Springs, warm, clean, out in nature, breathe in the fresh air. That should help kind of cool your fiery temper this January. Taurus, you had a really funny combination. You had the death card and also heaven from the deck of character. You went right from death to heaven. So (laughs) I laughed quite a bit at this. But what this tells me is that something is ending this month for you. And it's not just ending. I mean, it is ending and it is crossing over to the afterlife and you are never going to see that again. Now, if you try to hang on to it past the expiration date, you will regret it. But If you let it go, you'll find that you have room in your life for something new, something much happier. And that's where heaven comes in. After death comes new life. So when you're in the process of letting go this month, you will gain clarity on where to go once you're through that difficult time. Whatever it is, however you end up, as long as you are not holding on to something that could hold you back, you will end up exactly where you need to be. Gemini, you are probably having the best January out of anyone on this list. So your tarot card is the sun, the happiest card in the whole deck. And your oracle card is a love potion. Ooh, love potion. Um. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds fun. So, like I said, um, the sun is the card of happiness, and joy, and love, and you're really being called to enjoy that, to embrace that, and to kind of live in it every day, right? Let it remind you of everything great that you have in your life, and this would be a really great great time for you to manifest prosperity and luck. So, if there are things that you want to bring into your life, if you are th- if there are things you want to manifest, this sunny energy of January is going to be a really, really powerful time for you. Now, if the thing you want to manifest is love or a relationship, this is really the time to do it. So you've got the love potion here, which means you've got the chance to manifest some love or lust uh, this month and explore your passion in general with someone special, even if that someone special is you. So we have this very fiery solar card. And this very passionate love potion, you can expect to have a very interesting <laughs> month this January Gemini. That brings us to Cancer. This is probably one of my favorite pulls <laughs> because um, your card is the Four of Cups. And if you're using a word to describe the Four of Cups, there's lots you could use like apathy or boredom. But my favorite is ennui. And then your oracle card from the deck of character is elves. So you've got ennui and elves. That is your January. Elves and ennui. Ennui and elves. I'm very excited about it. (laughs) I keep seeing it in my head. So you might this month find yourself feeling bored and restless. Oh, restless. You might also be able to finally see a pattern that you've been stuck in and why it's no longer working for you. So the one warning here with the Four of Cups is to try not to escape. You're going to have to deal with it head on and be ready to deal with this pattern going forward. Now, this is where your elves come in. And you'll see the card, it's got six little elves all congregating together. Um, So the way that you can deal with this, this restlessness, this boredom, this misdirection, this kind of time where nothing is happening, where you notice that nothing is happening. Um, The antidote to that is to reach out to your friends, your chosen family, lean on your little fellow elves, Uh, ask for help if you need it, and ask for company if you need it. You know, if you're finding yourself bored and restless, find someone that could use a hand or find someone who's willing to whatever it is you do to calm down, to you know, run a mile or to hit the gym or to, I don't know, sit down and smoke weed, whatever it is. (laughs) Count on your little elf buddies to counteract the ennui you may be feeling throughout the month of January. And that's for cancer. Leo, I didn't forget you this time. (laughs) I did and I'm very excited. And you got the devil card and also a little sprout. So the devil card, it scares a lot of people. Um, I've always found it scary in kind of a powerful way, right? The devil's all about temptation and the things or the people that hold us in bondage and whether or not we're actually working to free ourselves or if we're allowing ourselves to stay trapped. So this month, you'll be working with themes like that. You'll be considering what tempts you in life, what holds you in chains, and how much of it is good for you. What exactly, how does that make you feel? What do you do about it? This card also has some very definite sexual uh, overtones, undertones, all tones. Um, So if you've been looking to explore your sexuality or something new to do with sex, this is a really, really great time to let loose. Just don't let yourself get lost. Very good advice with the devil. Now, sprout, what we have here is a new you is sprouting out. So you want to explore newness New ideas and allow yourself to room some room to grow this month. So that's something that you will be exploring and you'll be going through some changes throughout January. Virgo's got the Page of Wands and a treadmill, which is it's this is a very Virgo combination. So the Page of Wands is imagination and creative energy. So throughout January, you will be finding yourself ready to explore, ready to create something new, ready to invent something different. Um, And you'll have a lot of time to kind of surrender to your inner child and that like childlike enthusiasm about new things. It's time for you to try something different and see where you end up almost like an experiment wands are very passionate and creative, but they're also very spiritual. So this is a great month to explore some new spiritual ideas and, you know, crack open that consciousness. And I think this will be really great for you, Virgo. It'll be great to kind of bust out of the earthiness a little bit and let yourself laugh and have fun and explore magic and just, you know, be a kid for a little while. Now, the treadmill is an indication that you've been going nowhere for a little while. There's some sort of cycle that you are stuck in. And the only way to break out of that is to try something completely different. This really reiterates the message from the Page of Wands. It's time to revisit an old idea or try something completely different, something you never thought would work. It's time to try out new things, new ideas, to open up your mind and get you thinking about things in a different way. Libra, lovely Libra. I got the temperance card for you and temperance is really your 24-7 vibe. Um, It's very much about balance and blending. And your natural Libra-ness will really come in handy this month. So you'll find yourself exploring other people's ideas and philosophies and blending them with your own. It's a really great time for higher learning and incorporating art into your regular life and practice. So art and creativity and uh, like color, paint, color, exploring the rainbow. These are common themes with the temperance card. So it's a really, really great time to explore you know, that kind of spiritual and intellectual freedom. Unfortunately, your, (laughs) your Oracle card is a jail cell. So you might have a little more trouble with that than you would like. You may feel stuck this January, and that's, that's not really a comfortable place for you. So while you're mixing and blending all of these philosophies and ideas Observe which ones kind of keep you trapped or keep you held back, keep you stuck instead of liberating you. Look for a crack in that facade and get ready to bust it down sometime this year, but not necessarily right now. Temperance is a very chill, very slow card that encourages you to consider all of the options and possibilities for the future. Scorpio. This month, you have the Six of Cups, which is the cup, the, the card of nostalgia. It's, it always makes me think of home, the card of home. So you're going to be getting clear on some issues and some emotions from your past this month. You may have that burst of nostalgia. You may actually be physically returning home or in some way interacting with something or someone from your youth. This is a really happy card. It's a And you'll see the card features a girl, you know, drinking her pink lemonade, very 50s style. It's just a very happy card that foretells harmony in most of your relationships, especially the ones that are already well established. So this can be a really, really good time for you. This can be comfortable and calm and chill, but you may have some things or people from your past coming back at you. And that's where your Oracle card comes in. We have the claw. <laughs> so, the trick to enjoying trips like this down memory lane or, you know, family gatherings is boundaries. So, throughout January, you might want to practice magic for psychic and emotional protection. And don't let anyone cross this boundary. If some sort of shitty ex boyfriend or ex friend shows up, don't be afraid to get out that claw. <sighs> <laughs> and defend yourself and defend your boundary. Sagittarius, I got some very, very, very Sagittarius cards for you. I have the Ace of Pentacles and I have an Explorer. You really are the Explorer of the Zodiac. So I'm excited to see um, that yet again, your natural Zodiac personality will serve you very well this month. So January here, you are starting something new. You're still in the planning stages, right? But you're taking the first steps on a new journey or of a new project. The Ace of Pentacles means a brand new thing is coming into being here. So it could be a new project, a new job, a new creative endeavor, something like that. Your home planet of Jupiter is very active this month and even this year. Jupiter is entering Capricorn for 2020, which Capricorn is the planet of limits and boundaries or the sign, I'm sorry, the sign of limits and boundaries, but also um, it's a very business minded and successful um, and ambitious sign. So when you have Jupiter, which is the planet of luck and fortune and expansion, um, it's your home planet, right? It's associated with Sagittarius. When you have those coming together, you have a very prosperous time and you will definitely be getting in on that prosperity. Now, with your little explore card here, um, this month, your curiosity and your desire to learn will be even stronger. So don't worry too much about rushing into this brand new thing. Take the time to plan ahead, to be ready for everything, you know, just like a Boy Scout. Consider all your opportunities. This is only the beginning, and you will be continuing this throughout the year. Capricorn my fellow Capricorns, it's our turn here. And our tarot card is the chariot. And our oracle card is moon. So this is an interesting combination. Both of these cards. um, Now, this version of the chariot from the housewives tarot doesn't quite address the images of balancing dark and light, like many other versions of this tarot card do. But both of the chariot and the moon do have that vibe of balancing light and dark, being sure to shine some light on shadows and take some time in the darkness where you can see in a different way than you can in the light. So that was interesting. Now if you're a fellow Capricorn, you are no stranger to ambition, which is really the main kind of message of the chariot. And we are starting this new year off with an opportunity to make some headway on your goals, and even take some risks to get where you want to be. You know, you might find yourself extra confident, extra bold. Use that, use that energy. It's, It's here for a reason, and it's here for you to use. So this is a very encouraging card, the chariot. And It will fire you up for the month ahead. I feel fired up. I'm very excited. Now, while you're being a super badass with your mighty chariot, um, driving straight through obstacles, don't forget to take time to be quiet, to tune into your intuition, to tune into your deep emotions, to sit under the moon and allow yourself to be bathed in that light. Balance the high energy of light and ambition, daytime and work with that cool comfort of the dark and intimacy and listen to your inner voice this month. That's not always easy, but it is important. Aquarius, you have a very interesting month coming up. So the cards I got were the Two of Cups and then Egg. Now... I cannot ignore the fact that the two of cups often means that a new relationship or romance is in the works, and egg is an obvious symbol of fertility. So if you are hoping to meet someone with whom you can create a family, or if you and your partner are thinking of, you know, expanding your family, this is a really great sign. If you don't want that, you should take some extra precautions, of course. Now, The Two of Cups is not just about romantic relationships. It's a card of unity and love shared between two people. And two people can share love with each other for a million different reasons. It can be romantic, but also platonic, or even a a business partnership coming together to create something and to support each other. So you may find yourself starting something new or strengthening a uh, a longer relationship because you find yourself suddenly on the same wavelength. So in addition to egg here being your (laughs) fertility symbol, um, fertility in general is just a way to think of creation. So you and within the bounds of this partnership have an opportunity to create something this year. And January here is this kind of beginning phase, something that will hatch and grow and continue to grow and become something new later in the end of the year. So get ready. (laughs) Get ready to birth some sort of literal or metaphorical baby this year, Aquarius. It's going to be interesting. You have a very interesting mind, so I can't wait to see what you come up with. And finally, this brings us to our our lovely mermaids, the Pisces. Oh, love fishy friends. So what you got was the Knight of Swords and Cave. Now the Knight of Swords, and you'll see it, is a really sexy greaser guy that looks like very bad news, just such bad news. I love this card. (laughs) So it's this guy, our little Knight of Swords, uh, who I often think of as Crybaby from the movie Crybaby. Uh, (laughs) He is exciting and he is energetic and he has a lot to say, but he's also kind of a dick. Now, Pisces, you're already pretty big on the dreaming part of living the dream, right? You're big into that. Pisces loves dreaming, and that's because you're a very Neptunian sign, right? But when it comes to actually putting actions into place so that you can achieve that dream or bring it into the real world, you may find yourself going a little too hard and too fast and not covering all your bases or communicating everything that you need properly, So slow down this month. Communicate what you want and take some time to look at the road ahead. Don't just barge in. And if you see a really hot crybaby-esque greaser dude that looks like a lot of trouble, he's probably a lot of trouble. Or she. They're probably trouble. (laughs) If they're that hot and that smooth of a talker, watch out. So your oracle card, the cave, is the opposite of this Knight of Swords in every way. It's cool, dark, slow, and quiet. It encourages you not to act so much, but instead to disconnect a little bit to make sense of your thoughts and feelings. Balance between these opposing forces, this action and energy of the Knight of Swords, and the, you know, the coolness and sleepiness of the cave is the key to a happy January for you. So no matter what your sign, it looks like we are all starting off our new year with some changes and some trials and some obstacles, but also with a lot of stuff that will make us smile. A lot of us are getting in touch with our creative side. Some of us are starting new projects and relationships and hitting the road towards our dreams, right? I can't wait. This is going to be a really exciting year. Like I said, Jupiter has moved into Capricorn, which means there is an overall vibe of prosperity and abundance and success and you know, exploration, learning more about the world, learning something important and life changing, something enlightening. That is the kind of vibe that we have coming into this next year. And being in the sign of Capricorn, those of us who are Capricorn suns or have a chart full of it may notice a few extra changes. Um, according to some astrologers, we might notice a few extra hiccups because of the chaos. But changes will be turning out to be good. Jupiter is a very beneficial planet. It's here to bless us all. If you want to see pictures of the cards that I drew for you, and the interpretations that I came up with, you can find that at thefatfeministwitch.com. It's January tarot Scopes. it's pinned to the front page, so you'll be able to find it all throughout the month of January. that was everything I had for you. Literally, this was everything from 2019 and a little bit from 2020. Thank you for such a wonderful year. I'm so happy that my work here at the Fat Feminist Witch, um could mean so much to so many of you and that it could contribute to your lives in this really positive way. That means a lot to me. It means a lot to me. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for listening, for supporting, for sharing, for, you know, sending me memes on (laughs) social media. I I enjoy that as well. For shipping me books or asking me to review your book, coming on my show. Thank you to the publishers who sent me books this year, that includes Llewellyn, Wiser, and Running Press. I still haven't gotten through all of the books and a few of the other things that I got just this year. So, Thank you so much to those publishers, and don't worry, I am going to be making my way through that book stack. Very excited. I'm hoping that I can get a little bit more balance between books read and episodes out and get a few more books read this year. (laughs) I can't believe it decreased by half. That is really funny. So thank you to everyone for tuning in to the Fat Feminist Witch podcast. Whether this is the first time or you've been doing it for a while, I appreciate it. If you're interested in getting a full 2020 forecast reading using tarot or oracle cards, you can do that by going to The thefatfeministwitch.storeenvy.com. Click the 2020 forecast reading. You can also book a, a full reading where I answer your questions or give you something general. And three cards, whether they're tarot or oracle, you can get three card readings as well. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do that in a variety of ways. You can go to my website and click buy me a coffee. You can join the witch and bitch, a private monthly membership group through Patreon. And that's patreon.com slash witch. And that's 10 bucks a month to join. And we have live meetups and we read books together. And it helps influence a lot of the topics that I explore in my practice and that I share here on the podcast. You can also join the wonderful advertisers that I had the pleasure of working with this year, like BetterHelp and Green Moon Apothecary and Clever Kim's Curios. Thank you so much to all my advertisers this year. If you would like to advertise on the Fat Feminist Witch podcast, you can figure out more about that at advertisecast.com slash witch I hope you all had a wonderful 2019. And if you didn't have a wonderful 19, if it was difficult and it was challenging, I really hope that 2020 gives you a little bit of time off from the challenges, first of all. And some happy memories. Something to remind you that even when the years were difficult or challenging or scary or just absolutely brutal, there could be something much better on the other side of that. I never imagined... You know, even when I started the podcast in 2015, I never imagined having a year as good as this one because my years were so awful. So that's something to think about, I guess. Have a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. And I cannot wait to be back here with you guys in 2020.